This is where real and virtual motorsport meet. From the ITA studio, to the paddock, to the sim rig. Pull up a chair, pour a drink. This is the Into the Apex Podcast. Into the Apex Podcast. And into the apex, coming to you on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh, we're in the 100s, moving our way up. And uh, Jason Bivens of sorts joins us again, but we have somebody else before the fourth mic uh, tonight. Uh, Mr. Alex Matola is with us uh, as our guest in the first part of the show. Somebody that's raced with us on iRacing for quite a while, uh, especially in the endurance events. And Jason is right beside him. So Jason is now a couple weeks in to joining us, and we're glad to have him. Rob Guar is on the studio side, and Patrick Stein. This is Tyler. Uh, Alex Matola, thanks so much for joining us for the first time here on the show. Yeah, it's great to be on the show. I've listened uh, since the, nearly since the beginning. That's awesome. And I, I know that uh, you guys are on a, a, an interesting place. Tell us a bit about the track that, that you are basically right beside at the moment. Sure. So we're at Spring Mountain Motor Resort in Pahrump, Nevada. It was one of the earliest country club racetracks in the country, like Monticello and uh, Autobahn. Um, it's been around since, I think they, the current uh, owners bought the property in 2004. Um, and so it's grown from one 2.2-mile track to, um, I think, just over 12 miles, if you linked all the configurations together. And they're going to get to, when they build two additional tracks that are in the works right now, they'll be the long, it'll be the longest racetrack in the world if they run the whole thing. So it's pretty crazy. I've looked at the, uh, I'm a big Google Maps studier. And I was, when I knew you guys were there, I wanted to kind of scout it out and see. I was very curious. And I see what you're talking about when I look at it on aerial view. Uh, there are so many pieces to it. Uh, I know, so Jason sent me some pictures and video earlier today. I know he's got his, uh, I think it's the Volkswagen there, uh, the Jetta uh, out there. And you've got your Janetta there. And we'll talk Janetta, I'm sure. Uh, the Ron Fellows Racing School Corvettes are there, I understand. I saw some video of that from the day. Yeah, in fact, it's, it is. And in fact, it's the GM like official school. So if you buy a Corvette um, and you check the box on the options form, uh, this is where you come. And so they're running schools all, you know, schools all the time, all day. We see those guys in the clubhouse. I mean, Jason's seen those guys driving around and doing their classes and the various exercises they do. And I mean, they had the C8 Corvettes out here months before people had seen them, and they were, you know, there was 50 of them out here, right? Um, so it was pretty cool. Um, but uh, is it is it like a country? So it's basically like a golf club for motorsport. I mean, it seems like heaven on earth for for people like us that are here right now. Yeah, it is really. It's it's great. I mean, it's it's 400 and something members now, um, and there's about 80 houses out here, and then other people. You know, make do. There's quite a big membership base from Las Vegas that drive out and maybe trailer their car. And there's other people who have cars here and rent garages. And a, a few people have homes out here. Um, and so it's yeah, it's pretty amazing. And you get you get people that are, you know, I've got a buddy who lives here full time, and I have friends that come out here, you know, three times a year, and people who come out here, you know, three months out of the year. So it's a big mix. I want to jump into sim racing a bit and kind of weave our way through the real and the virtual because you're somebody that has done quite a bit of real car racing. Uh, you have a few real cars, and 
you got into sim racing. You joined us. I want to say it was in 2020 there during the pandemic time. Is that what got you into iRacing necessarily? Was it the pandemic or was it something that was kind of making its course? What, what kind of got your start in the yeah, sim racing actually, world? I've actually been a member of iRacing for probably, wow, probably 10 years maybe. But it was ah. just a kind of here and there thing. And it was it was difficult for me to put together kind of any kind of program of participation. Uh, I worked a lot and I had other things going on. But then, you know, when I decided to re-engage with it during COVID, um, I'm like, you know, I'm going to, you know, I've seen all these articles about people joining teams and stuff. And so I looked around and I talked to some people and Mad Sim seemed like a good fit. It was the fr- You guys were the first people I really talked to. And I mean, I'm super grateful that's the way it worked out. Um, you know, I've met, you know, like, you know, we were talking earlier, I've, you know, I've, Pat and I ran a race and that was pretty cool. Yeah. And then, yeah. I, you know, we just, I just fell into racing with, uh, Roger and Andy and Jason. And I mean, I, you know, it's weird, you know, like here we are now at the racetrack and Jason's out here with us running his car and, you know, Roger lives in Las Vegas and he came out here a couple months ago and was hanging out with us in the sun and it was really cool. I mean, you know, and, you know, we, I think we were all sitting there going, man, it'd be really amazing if Andy could get out here. So, you know, it was weird to have a virtual friendship that kind of grew up into something. Thanks, Rob. That was right in my face. <laughs> <laughs> That's Rob Puff's uh, a bit of his peace pipe in the uh, but, uh, studio camera. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. You know, I mean, you know, I crazy. I'm sitting here drinking a beer with Jason Bivens. I mean, that's that's amazing. Oh. Everybody should be so lucky to sit and drink a beer with Jason Bivens. But correct. <laughs> uh, I can say that all of us, all of us in this room, have done that. Yep. Yeah, uh, three of us at Daytona, and uh, I mean that is amazing that that we've all kind of come together. We were talking about it a bit in the last couple episodes. I feel like we've been, as I like to say, waxing poetic about it here lately as we look forward to the Daytona road trip in 2023. Uh, the the sim racing uh, friendships have are you know, translate into real life. We've got guys from the UK coming to the Rolex 24 in 2023. Uh, I, I've lost count of the people that are actually coming to the Daytona next year. Uh, or this coming Daytona race. Um, and I know you, so you guys in particular, Alex, uh, Andy, Roger, and Jason, you kind of represent as far as the sim racing side of our operation, the, uh, what we call mad sim racing West. You guys are all kind of out West. Um, most of you have spent time in, in Vegas or, or elsewhere. And, uh, Bradley and I, I know we've talked about it. We talk about it with Jason all the time. We've actually set plans, we haven't released the 2023 road schedule for the podcast yet, but I can say now we will be at the Long Beach Grand Prix in April of 2023. We're finally going to come out and join the West Crew. Well, I'd like to. I'd like to put a pitch in for uh, Monterey Car Week 2023. Oh yes, maybe I would take that. Maybe it's not going to take much pit, to get us out pit there. Passes or something to the vintage racing. Yeah, it's not going to take us much to get out there. Um, I haven't been out west since. Geez, 2012, I went to Los Angeles, and that's about it. Nice. So I need to get out from under my rock and come out there and see what there is to see. There's a few good tracks out here. <laughs> I know you guys have raced on quite a few of them. Uh, I want to say, ha- have you done Willow Springs? Or I know Jason's Jason has. Springs. I've done Laguna and Sonoma. Uh, I have a I, see, I, see. I have a Trans Am Camaro that raced back in the historic uh, back in the Trans Am series in the 60s. And so they run, uh, they run Sonoma and Laguna every year. Of the tracks you've driven in a real car, what what would be your ranking? Maybe top three if you had to do it on the spot. Oh, that's it's not hard. <laughs> um, 
you know, for just, I think the fun, the funnest track I've ever driven was road America easily. Um, uh, I just love, I love how big it is. I love the features of it. Um, and it's, it's just a really cool track. I was driving a NB or NC Miata. So I, you know, there was, you got to fall asleep between corners sometimes, but, but like, if you drove it in a fast car, it would be just insanely cool as you can, you know, you can do it in night racing in the fastest car you can handle and no problem. So it's mm-hmm. crazy. Um, I, I love Laguna just because of the history. And, you know, it's, it's, when I was a kid, that was the track I was like, you know, the, hanging onto the fence with my fingers to watch people race. You know, oh, that's yeah. special to me for that reason. Um, you know, I, I, I was fortunate to race at Sebring um, and it's a big flat track and it's kind of uninteresting in some ways, but again, you know, it was the place where they ran the first Formula One race in the United States and it's where international racing in the United States kicked off and, Actually, one of my friends back in Santa Fe won the race outright in the 70s, Ooh. which is pretty cool. So, yeah, it's, and that's kind of a special place, too. Yeah, that that's an – I feel like we kind of cut it short, but Sebring is one that – that's one we want to kind of see in, in person for the first time in, in 2023 with WEC and IMSA being there the same weekend. It kind of sells well, itself. Well, with your Conor McGregor whiskey, you're ready for, ready for 12 hours <laughs> of Sebring, let me tell you. That's right. I've got my proper 12 uh, that I'm sipping the night. Everybody's got their Friday night beverage. On it's the a bed. wild time. I, I do actually recall you we, us chatting, Alex, about Sebring. And uh, what did I, I remember? You, I don't know why. Some For some reason, I never forgot what you said about it. That I think it was something like everybody has to have a beer cracked open at Sebring. Oh, man. Something it's, along it's those crazy. lines. It's crazy. You know, you, you just walk around the track and there's, there's people there. I, I mean – there's race fans, right? At every race you go to, every IMSA race you go to, or whatever, and WEC and whatever. But, but you go to Sebring, and these people—they don't—they're not race fans. But once a year, they come out and watch the racing, you know. And there's, you know, <laughs> it's not yard glasses and you know, uh, funnels. It's, you know, they're they're putting you in a cha- you know, a random stranger walks by, they'll put you in a chair, give you a beer, and spin you around, right? Or oh, I mean, wow. there's just crazy shit that goes on constantly. It's insane. <laughs> It's like it is. It's like spring break and at a racetrack. It's insane. It's so fun. I think we're certainly adding Sebring uh, onto our schedule for next year. We're supposed to be on this year, but I got COVID and that messed it all up. But I'm I'm interested to see that well, because the the hypercar or well the hypercars the LMDH slash GTP. I'm kind of excited about that, and I'm going to try to get as much as that as I can get in 2023. I, this year, really, I I, I kind of doused myself in indie cars and i think next nice. year it's going to be more of these new prototypes nice yeah so we when are we going to get a glickenhaus in iRacing? racing that's the thing i feel like that's we're, we're getting i mean we're getting the damn electric porsche that hurts everybody's ears uh per the reports that i've gotten it's insufferable at high speed uh it's just deadly to the ears yeah so we can get this electric porsche we can get a pretended delara uh, Indy car yeah. or F1 car, uh, but we can't get the fastest prototype. We can just get an LMP2 that's not even used anymore. Yeah, what a what a cool story, right? Like, you know, I mean, his history—he kicked Ferrari to the curb, right? And then he's like, "I'm going to make my own car." And then I'm like, "I'm going to make my own race car." And I'm going to a race car I can drive to the racetrack. Like, you know, whether or not you like the guy, like that's a great story. Yeah, I do. I do appreciate. The, the uniqueness of it, the well, as an American, that connection uh, for Lamar. Yeah. Um, I know we kind of 
gave him some grief because he criticized sim racing on his Twitter. Uh, he kind of kicked the the hornet's nest there a little bit and got some bad press in the sim racing world. Uh, but but nonetheless, I mean, the car stands out. And I know I, I looked up a bit of the uh, very, it seems like a very limited production of a, of a street car that they have. Correct. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it'll be nice to have more than just a Toyota and a Glicken house next year. Well, I mean, right. or the way a, they built out GT three. I mean, if, you know, like I said, if I've been on my racing for a long time and it's like, you know, in the beginning it was just, you know, a car here and a car there. Now you have like entire classes yeah. where almost every car is represented and you're not just racing, you know, multi-class you're racing multi makes in one class against multi makes in another class. And that's incredible really yeah the gt3 fleshing out was is has been very proper The i feel like lately we've seen the tc cars get fleshed out in a proper Correct. way because we just had the, we had the audi and now there's such a variety for tc racing uh gt4s as well i mean we get the, the mercedes and the aston martin it's, it's great to see the prototypes are like we say that's where we're lacking right now and i feel like this is i'll throw this out to you to you guys basically for iRacing I feel like getting that BMW GT3 basically a year before it came into customer racing and factory racing, uh, I feel like it spoiled my mind in a way that I expect. I expected long ago to get one of these prototypes, and I expect any moment to get one of these GTP LMDH cars because I feel like as iRacers specifically, uh, we're special, and maybe we'll get some content before they even hit the real track. Uh, I'll throw that out there to the room. I'm sorry. What was the question? I don't even know what the question was. Are, are we special, Rob? Are we special? Well, we should be. We're cool that we're doing GT. Like more. It, it would, it does a good service to any brand to get it into the sim first. Like it couldn't have hurt BMW and just like their branding and the awareness of the program for a new car that they were making when they put it into the seminar year early. So yeah, well, hopefully you'd see more of it, but who's to say if you will, Yeah. did we get any heads up for it when it happened? No, we really didn't. It was December. It was right after Christmas of, uh, 2020. I want to say, Hmm. And, and we, all of a sudden we got the new BMW and it. I mean, it felt like ages before we saw the actual real life version in any kind of photo or video form. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, Bradley's not here tonight again, but I'll channel him because he would probably say, uh, I re- oh, iRacing has partnerships with Porsche and BMW, so we'll get that ASAP. But but yet it doesn't seem to be happening. So I wonder what the deal is with that. I feel like every build, we expect that new prototype. That well, the next, if it was going to happen, I'd say it would happen in the next one. Like next one's the big one, right? The, the, the see to get to season one again for the next year. So it's, if it's going to happen. It'll be the next one. I'd say you, you got your electric Porsche, but you just kicked it to the curb. I, I really have kicked it to the curb. I have to say I haven't purchased it and I have no plan to, because uh, I heard the reviews. I heard from our own people that it's so loud. It, it, makes your eyes bleed and your ears bleed. So I, I don't know. I'm against, I don't know about formula E I've thrown out formula E before and I'm just against anything in motorsport. That sounds like a very high pitched golf cart. Yeah. Well, I mean the track cleaner at the track cleaners of formula one sound like that. <laughs> Tyler's never been. No, I haven't yet. Not yet. Hoping to go to Austin, hoping to go to Austin. Let me know if you go. Uh, 
we're going to try. We're going to give it our best. Not this year. Not this year. Um, I want to circle back to the real racing. I mentioned, I kind of teased the Janetta, Alex, and I saw a photo today courtesy of Jason. Uh, and I know we've talked a bit about Janetta's before. I, I watched uh, some of them race in uh, GT America, one of the GT America series at Indianapolis last year. Um, but I know you you have a Janetta. I do. It's a, it's an amazing car. We, <clears throat> you know, we 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 ran MX5 Cup cars, which was super fun because we were running those cars at the same time they were very popular in iRacing. racing, um, and so that was super fun. And those were great cars. Um, but you know, after a while, you want to go a little faster. And you know, I'm I'm a big guy, and I got tired of like working my way around the roll cage and um, being out in the open. And it was nice to be in a closed car, even though it turns out it's really hot in there. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, the Jenna is an amazing car. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's making about 350 horsepower at the same weight as the GMX and, um, and it's paddle shifted with a, uh, with the Quaif, a sequential gearbox. And it's, it's an amazing car to drive. And I, you know, it seems like they've, you know, the, the brand's been around for 50 years and they've finally got kind of the act, their act together. And, um, you're seeing those cars of VIR, the, the, the U S importers mm. based right there. You know, they're getting more popular in GT4. The car that uh, my buddy and I both own are, are basically detuned GT4 cars with a little less arrow and a little less horsepower. Um, but also it's a, you know, it's a car that you can, you can run without a team of guys on a laptop, which uh, I tried that and I didn't like it. You know, mm -hmm. the laptop and the, you know, you needed some guys and, you know, whatever. It's, it, it takes a lot of the fun out of it and the dollars just, you know, pile up insane, you yeah. know. I mean, when, you, when you're talking about running a car where the runtime has a comma in it per hour, then, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's definitely a nice-looking car. We I know we talked – you and I talked about the um, the VIR connection. Uh, I, I, I want to say Kaizen Autosport, but I think that's the experience racing program at uh, VIR. But I, I know I saw something about – Janetta is coming into VIR, uh, perhaps for sale there. Yeah, no, the importer's there, and I forget the name of the company. I mean, it's Janetta USA, but they import something else. Maybe the Atom, or maybe something else. Yeah, um, but the, yeah, I mean, that's where that's where they all land on the ground from the UK, and then they get pushed out to us and you know Indy Motorsports and uh, other you know and the GT4 teams, etc. But uh, yeah, I briefly cheated on iRacing and and went to a set of Corso <laughs> and tried it because they have the Janetta there. Um, but uh, it, uh, you know, as much as it's fun to drive the car you own, it was better to be in iRacing. So okay, so so you prefer iRacing to a set of Corso? And yeah, and I would. I, I mean, I, I'd like to be as fair as possible to a set of Corso. I mean, I didn't I didn't spend as much time trying to get it get it right and get the, you know, things like the, all the settings correct for depth of field and your seating position and the controls and everything. It was just more like, try it. Okay. I get, I get the appeal. I understand why people do it. Um, but it's kind of like the race car thing. I mean, I, I, I went through a period where I had a ton of cars and at the end of the day, if you drive a ton of different cars once or twice, or if you drive the one car a whole bunch and one of them improves your racecraft and your skill and one of them doesn't. Right. And it's like, <laughs> it's just like that. Like, you know, I'm sure there's people who are super talented that can do iRacing and ACC and Forza and God knows what else. And there's guys who just, you know, for me, I need to plug away at it. So. Yeah. Uh, one question to ask for somebody that spends quite a bit of time in a real car plus a virtual car. Um, 
I all, we, we always ask basically a comparison of the two. What what translates? What doesn't? What helps? What doesn't? Uh, from one to the other. Is there a benefit to spend time on the sim at all that you could tell? I think there is. I mean, I think. I mean, the easiest thing that the sim helps with, in my opinion, is racecraft. I mean, you know, what's nice is, I mean, like we came out here today and Jason ran his Jetta and I ran the Janetta and we were out there and we, it was just us on the track. Um, and, you know, you can't, you can't, it's very hard to deliberately practice racing even on a track day. You know, if it's, whether it's point buys or just having the right cars around you that are realistic to what you're actually going to be racing in. So it's very hard to simulate that environment on a racetrack unless you're actually racing mm-hmm. And again, that's a whole different thing. But in iRacing, you could you could run four races in a day if you wanted to, and you could be racing cars that are just like your car and be in, you know, be in the thick of it all the time. And you could be passing, defending. So I think that part of it's huge. You know, there's also little things you pick up in iRacing. Like I'm, you know, whatever. Like I'm I'm pretty much in the, you know, if you look at the histogram of iRating, I'm pretty much at the left middle of the tail. I'm I'm okay. I'm not spectacular. <laughs> I don't suck. Um, I'm probably a little faster than my I rating, but I think a lot of guys are. So, I mean, that doesn't make me yeah. special. So, um, but you know, you figure stuff out, you know, like, you know, you know, maintenance throttle here keeps the car balanced rather than being on and off the brake, stuff like that. And then you come out and you try it in a real car and maybe it's a little bit different, but it, it gave you an idea to try. And then you try it and it either works or doesn't work. You're like, okay, that's helpful. You know, I mean, I think in, you know, in a, in a real car, the thing is, is that the time is so valuable. I mean, I don't care who you are, you know, if you're Lewis Hamilton or, or, you know, us, you know, the time to be in a real car on a real track is so precious that, you know, if you can, if you can get some of that stuff out of the way, the mental stuff, the, you know, the, the technical skills in iRacing, you're, you're maximizing your return on your time and your money, honestly. Uh, that's a question I ask almost out of, at this point, selfishness. If Jason's still next to you, he could probably chime in a bit. Uh, he's thrown out there to myself and Bradley, uh, trying to to get us at some point in the Lemon Series or Champ Car or one of those two. I'm not going to go any higher than that because let's face it, I've driven fast carts and that's that's the extent of it at this point. Um, but Jason's thrown out there getting us in at least the Lemon Series and, and getting a, a Mad Sim racing into the Apex car out there at some point at some track yeah and uh, it's so it's so tempting and i feel like it's ultimately over in some, maybe the next two years it's got to happen it's just got to happen no, it it will i mean that's that's uh today you know oddly enough it was a milestone for this car i've had it a year now and this is the first time it actually reached the track right and, it's been driven in anger now it's <laughs> <laughs> but we wanted it to be safe you know we want it to be it and it actually it um it was quicker than I thought it was going to be, so I was I was super happy. Um, you know, still uh, Alex over here blowing my doors off, and he's like, "Come on, he's like, keep up, Jason." He's like in this he's like in this machine from the future, just blowing past me, and I'm in a 2003 you know X rally car now endurance car. Um, but yeah, like what I mean, the plan really is to you know we want to go racing with our friends, like that's yeah. what that is about and that's why you know i've kind of preached limits to you guys a little bit just because i've had a great experience you know some people don't it's it's just what you bring to it right and what your attitude is and uh yeah we want to do it and so we're we're kind of testing the car out 
<laughs> we, we're going to enter a race or two just because I'm I've uh, spent all this time and money on it now. But <laughs> then after that, I'll probably you know I'll, I'll start opening up some seats and and you know we'll, we want to get the mad the mad sim crew involved because it is it is uh it's doable. Like you guys are all of the level where it's like you can do it. Like it's nervous, it's yeah. it's it's you know tense, but you guys can absolutely yeah. do it. There's a ton of people doing it for the first time. Yeah. At the same time, yeah. After after we clean the seat after your first session in the car, we'll be totally <laughs> fine after that. <laughs> that is a, a great way to to uh, tee it up. I feel uh, Rob was glowing as you were saying that, Jason. When you said seats will open up, I'm looking at the ca- at our camera feed, and Rob is glowing. What? <laughs> Does it really surprise you all that much? No, it doesn't, because I'm the same way. Uh, I'm, I mean, my thought is is this. Um, so Bradley and I got a bit of coaching and, and seat time and just just fa- a fast cart in Pittsburgh with Pro Cart Concepts. Eric and Dan, shout out to them. Um, and uh, I, I'm drawn back to something that Eric from Pro Cart Concepts said to us, which was, "You guys know racing. You you've been on iRacing. You've put time in there. You understand kind of the maneuvers and racecraft to to a basic degree." Uh, so he kind of gave us more advanced pointers. And we kind of got, I felt like we, we were given some kind of credit for the sim time. And, and really, that was all we had up until that point. Uh, so I feel like what you say, Jason, and what you guys are saying is it's doable for us because the sim kind of gives us something. You know, not, not, not a lot, not that sense of danger. Obviously, we've talked about that before, but it gives us something. Yeah. Well, I've been in, I've been in a, a virtual iRacing session with all you guys at different times. Some more than once. I mean, Patrick and I like ran the six-hour race together. Like, I would, without hesitation, jump in a car with any of you guys on a real track and drive it. Compared to some of the guys I have seen drive a car, <laughs> no hesitation whatsoever. Like, it'd be awesome. That's all I need to hear. That that is actually, I have to say, very encouraging. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's funny because when you're talking about like the sim real-world crossover, we were talking about Sebring earlier. We were at the the twelve hour race a couple man. It was a bunch of years ago when uh, Elliot Skier was running um, in the MX Five Cup Series, and we did. I mean, we'd heard his name, we knew who he was, but we didn't know like who he was. And so this little, you know, this kid, this teenager, basically like cruises through our campsite with a backpack on, you know, and we're like, you know, this is like the third practice session or whatever, and he cruises in. And he's like, hey, we're like, hey, you know, because it's Sebring. So you're like, hey, do you want a beer and like do you want some of this food or whatever. And he's like, no, and we're like talking to him. And he's like, oh, yeah, my name's Elliot Skier, and I'm racing the next five cup thing tomorrow. And it's like, I just got here. And we're like, well, you missed all the practice sessions. And, like, how you know, you don't even know how to set up your car and all this stuff. He's like, oh, I've run this track on iRacing, like, you know, millions of laps. And, like, I'll just use this, the setup I have in iRacing out here. I'll be fine. And you're like, what <laughs> the hell? Million, wow. you know, in a million years, I wouldn't do that. But apparently, you know, I mean, but he has talent. And I don't. So there's a big difference, right? It, it it really gets me. that I think part of the reason, I mean, there, there are many reasons we ask the correlation between Sim and Real. Um, I, I hearken back to the Gregor Hutu, who was kind of the first alien, yeah, yeah. I want to say, in Sim racing. Uh, there was a video where they brought him to, I want to say, Barber. They got him in the Skip Barber open wheel cars to kind of put to the test. Uh, a sim alien versus real, and he got he ended up getting sick. He got nauseous actually, uh, and I'll never forget watching that video. I mean, I guess he was okay, but he got nauseous. 
But then I look at somebody like Max Verstappen uh, in the modern day. Um, he's amazing in F1, uh, but he's amazing in the sim. He, he set the fastest lap ever at Bathurst for Redline. Well, if you go go to his profile on iRacing, and it's like his his racing record looks like a boxing record. <laughs> like it's like you can <laughs> you can express it in wins and losses, and it has yeah. way more wins. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean that that tells you something that something translates, or that these guys just have this reaction time or this innate skill that is just unreal. I'm a bit of an anti maxer, but his talent's undeniable. <laughs> but. Where do you fall in the F1? Since F1, I mean, F1's always the hot topic. Well, I feel like I'm a Cubs fan because I like Ferrari. <laughs> and, I mean, you know, my dog is a better strategist than Ferrari. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's a problem. They've, I mean, they've thrown away a championship this year, basically, right? Because they suck. Yeah. Um, and that's that's I, horrible, but – you know, good. I mean, this year it's it's fun to see a guy come in. I mean, I don't I don't particularly like Max's attitude, but it's fun to see a guy come in yeah. that's so good and just kick ass, right? Like, yeah. he's so fast, it's ridiculous. I mean, they're you know he's very similar to young Lewis Hamilton. Like, yeah, yeah. Lewis has become a meme in a negative way, and it's very controversial all over, all over the place. Um, yeah, Ferrari. I mean. Yeah, not not a lot to be said there. They've be, they've become more of a meme this season than Gunther Steiner yeah. in previous. Which is, yeah, which is amazing, <laughs> honestly. But uh, on, on that topic, Colt, uh, Rob, and I have been talking about as big IndyCar guys the whole Colton Herta to AlphaTauri situation. Oh yeah, and uh, I was talking to Rob. I think earlier today, Rob, we were talking about. I saw an article now that because it, it's it's been such a roller coaster ride. Colton heard it Alphatari confirmed by Helmut Marco. All they need is is the super license deal to work out, and they've got him. Now we're hearing that the super license thing will not at all happen. Andretti Autosport is planning on not having to fill a seat in IndyCar in 2023, and basically the whole thing's lost. No, Colton Herta is not racing for AlphaTauri. That's not happening. But for a minute there, it seemed like he sure was. I don't know where that came from. It just seemed like everyone was just like, oh, he's going to. But Helmet Marco. Yeah. I don't know. Was that an act- was it like was it actually him quoted or was it just a report yeah. of him doing it? It was no, it was real. It was real. Well, yeah. He he lacks it a bit of depth real. perception though, right? <laughs> I don't know. Something I don't know. Well, I, I don't think he was the right person for the seat anyway, but you think low lo- well. Tw- American F1 fan Twitter thinks Logan Sargent, Logan Sargent. That's who. Get him in there. Uh, yeah. There was also talk about bias towards the F1 feeder series by F1. I mean, I guess maybe that makes sense. I mean, I guess that's fair. Well, I mean, with all due respect to the Canadian side, the you know I think the big story is will, will rather than Herta is will Andretti get you know theoretically thirteen. Teams are eligible. Will they get a Will they get a license and permission to compete and divide up the prize pot? Because that that would be an amazing story. Because I mean, like Haas is, I mean, Haas was pretty hot out of the box, and then they kind of were just hanging on, right? And now they're, yeah. you know, other than Gunter, it's you know whatever. But yeah, but if, if, if Reddy showed yeah. up with like, we're going to build the best facility. We've got the talent. We've got the name. We've got the marketing. We've got serious backers. I mean, that's a different thing. 
Yeah. Like, I'd love to see Andretti come in, make a team, give a seat to Logan Sargent, give a seat to Colton Herta, and have like, oh, just yeah. like an Americanized team from top to bottom. Yeah. I, I talk about the, the USF1 fake out that I remember from years ago when I was yeah. first becoming an F1 fan. I was so faked out. I was so pumped up. Um, and then we get Haas F1, which essentially, up until last, at, at a certain peak last year, became Russia F1, which is just the antithetical to the whole thing. Hey, the world needs fertilizer. <laughs> I mean, it just becomes a thing. I mean, you get Mazepin who becomes a meme, and then you get politics that kicks Mazepin out. Uh, and then everybody, we have the heartwarming story of Kevin Magnuson coming back and doing well with the new car. Uh, I mean, it's nice. I mean, and everybody likes Schumacher, Mick Schumacher. Well, it had to piss but, Latifi off, right? Because before that, Mazepin was the worst driver in F1. <laughs> Isn't that right, Rob? Who's wearing a Williams F1 shirt as we speak? Go Tiffy, man. He's, I'm all in on <laughs> He's your guy? He's the, that's, oh, I just... I, Albon's I, a stud. Yeah. Williams is my original love in F1. It's hard to like root for them now, obviously, but like I always, yeah. in the back of my heart, it's always... But that's super old school in a cool way, right? Like Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that car is fast. Like it could easily t- have a good weekend. Like it's got insane straight line speed. So it's got a rain, right? You never know. Yeah. So you never <laughs> know. Yeah. Hey, Mon- Monza is always the uh, dark horse, right? right? Yeah. Like last two years, I've had random winners, right? So well, that's where Vettel won. I, I remember. Right? I remember. Rosso. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So Pastor, Pastor Maldonado oh, some years ago. Let's not go. There. <laughs> I mean, hey, it gives it gives you a little bit of a variety. So, so who's going to win there this weekend? It's not going to be Verstappen, Perez. It's not. For, well, well, it's not. Actually, a dark horse is going to win at Monza. It's going to be Lewis Hamilton. That would be cool, right? He hasn't won. Yeah, races. you know what? It's true. That could that would be kind of like it would. It's weird to call it a dark horse, but like that would be kind of like that weird one well, off for the year or something. How about this, George Russell or Lewis Hamilton? Who would you rather see, Russell? Right? Russell, myself. Yeah, yeah. I love first time winners. It's like my favorite thing in F. I would pick either, winners. honestly. Yeah. But <laughs> I mean, God save the queen, right? No, that would. You're not wrong, right? That would be particularly yeah. impactful, right? It, it would. Uh, I'm inter- Monza's interesting. I, I have to say, in the sim, I don't like Monza. Yeah, I was going to say, you hate Monza. I can never I get to race Monza. there. I cannot figure it out f- for the life of me. I just can't. It's not. The Parabolica? Yeah. I would say, on average, it's not an interesting track. I, that said, my scale electric track is Monza, so. <laughs> there you go. Well, I've had some great races. Like I said, Monza, yeah, it's kind of boring in some races, but I've had some unreal racing there. So I don't know. It all just depends on the car and the layout. Yeah. Well, I mean, right. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't matter how non-interesting the track is when you're competing as guys. Like if you're in it, right. Like we had exactly best friend and I had a great race at Monza. Uh, and then we were, you know, after three hours we were, we were, you know, podium position and then his computer ate it and he, he crashed on the straightaway. <laughs> oh no, no, no. I, I will certainly have to give Monza. I feel like Rob, there's a there's a combination that I'm just waiting for at Monza. Well, you did enjoy it that time. I like, remember M Tech. We did uh, the combined. Combined. I yeah, like. I've always that, liked the combined. That that was interesting. That was interesting. It's different. I mean, always liked it. I've only raced it that one time. Yeah. But well, the the O was interesting. If we're gonna do fake cars in iRacing, if we're gonna, I mean, we should. You know, if we're gonna do ghost tracks, then. Monza used to have a thirty-degree banking, right? 
when they ran Formula One there in the fifties. Yeah, that would be super cool. Oh, for sure. I would take that. I would take that. I would take the uh, the news. We need a rescan of Zandvoort, or no, is it Zandvoort? Where were they this? Yeah, Zandvoort. The yes. last weekend, yeah. Uh, the new banking there uh, that is really incredible to see the F one cars go through those couple banked spots. Yeah, um, that was very cool to watch. Um, yeah, uh, I guess I hope to see. Well, I'm a McLaren guy. That's my my loyalty is McLaren. Uh, in IndyCar and F1. So I hope to see them do well. But if not, George Russell, let's go. It would be cool to see That's Lando my- win, actually. I would, I would. Yeah. Or Danny, after Danny Russia. Rick, see, I, a big F way out the door. Like, hey, man. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I, I love Danny Rick. So it's like, for me, it's like, I don't want to see Lando succeed now. <laughs> uh, but, but what about Russia? Is what about his attitude Russia? fair or is it wrong, right? Like, it's like, if he can't drive the car, you know, in, in a way, I respect what he's saying because he's just being honest and he's saying what other people are thinking. But on the other hand, he's kind of being a dick, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 100%. I agree with that sentiment. Yeah, no doubt. Um, of course, we have Fernando coming into Aston Martin next year. Uh, Bradley's not here, as I said, uh, that bastard. But uh, he is a Fernando Alonso fan, so I guess he'll join the uh, Aston Martin fandom next year. It, and, uh, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. Fernando's hard. Like, I love the guy and I hate the guy because he's kind of a prima donna. But at the same time, you're like – he races yeah. the wheels off of everything. Like, you know, yeah. he had his little series on Amazon. He's like out there doing Pike Speak and he's getting his ass kicked by Carlos Sainz's dad. You're like, <laughs> that's cool. He's out there doing it, right? You're like, that's rad, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Doing the Indy 500. Yeah. I mean, just jumping around, doing major events. Like, I mean, he's obviously no Kimi Raikkonen, but still, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I mean, well, as I talk about Alonzo into, into IndyCar, uh, I kind of jumped around it, but I was talking to Rob earlier today about the the Colton Herta. I, I don't know if snub is the right word. I mean, if they're following the rules, they're following the rules to not give him a super license. But uh, I was trying to catch a pulse of this on, on the racing Twitter, and the pulse I caught were a few people saying that this is typical F1 trying to to lock out IndyCar drivers from joining in, giving preference to the F1 feeder series, um, kind of keeping it a one-way street to where we have these F1 guys like Grosjean and Erickson and so on, Lundgaard, they go to F1 or go to IndyCar. They help IndyCar for sure. I mean, Grosjean has certainly helped IndyCar. Um, but it's not the other way around that people like Herda that, that, basically prove themselves in IndyCar to an extent aren't able to get into F1. Yeah, well, uh, I, I feel like I, I feel like there's a take there, but I feel like I don't quite have it. So I'll throw the, it out there. The big pain, right. was when Sebastian Bourdais went to F1 and he didn't work out. And I think that made IndyCar look junior to formula one. Right. But then you've yeah. seen, you know, you've seen guys like Emerson Fittipaldi at the end of his career come and, you know, Nigel Mansell at the height of his powers go to, to IndyCar and, you know, it, it seems pretty obvious that, that you know, I, I think I agree with you. I mean, I, I don't know where you're going, but I think you were going in the direction of, like, you know, should IndyCars get a super license? IndyCar drivers get a super license? And it's obviously Colt Vertica driving Formula One. I mean, Latifi yeah. and 
Mazepin and, you know, you can name Pastor Maldonado. I mean, you know, if those guys can drive there, Colton Herta can certainly drive there. Yeah. 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 I feel like that's true. I'm, I know, Rob, you mentioned Joseph Newgarden as America's. One thing, like Colton Herter to me, is like it's it comes down to like a nationality and money thing, I'm, I'm sure, in a lot of cases. But it's like to me, it's like Newgarden would be the person that would make sense to me. Like, how could that guy, I don't know how many super license points he does have, but like, why wouldn't he be the first natural fit for something like that? And like, I made my case of it where it's like he's a two time champion. He's in the perfect like window of youth and experience. Like, you don't have to be super young to be a good race car driver. Like, look at Alonzo or Juan Pablo Montoya. Like, there's so many yeah. people who race. Like, racing is something where it's like experience really does outweigh youth in a lot of cases. And he it's, just seems to be right in that slot of youth and experience. Like, he's a multi time champion. He's American. He looks like a supermodel. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Rob. Maybe if F one likes to sell the glitter, you know what I mean. Like you don't, you know, you don't sell the steak, you sell the sizzle. <laughs> are you talking about Charles Leclerc's Instagram? Because I feel like you are. No. Yeah, yeah. Rob's a Charles Leclerc That's fan. That's just whenever I'm on the road in the hotel. <laughs> but you know, like I, right, this like the super license revision was was basically after Verstappen, right? to prevent more of Verstappens from showing up. It's like, why would you want more of Verstappens to not show up? Like, why would you want to... I know. Like, that's insane. Like, as much as I'm not a fan of Max, his attitude, like, he was great for Formula One, and he's fast. He's obviously deserving to be there. Yeah, it's it's just weird to think, like, I'm fine with the super license system, but it's just weird to not give at least equal points to IndyCar as you would to F2. Because I really don't think it's as easy to win an IndyCar championship as it is an F2, personally. Yeah, there, there was an article that came out earlier this year that uh, quoting Scott Dixon, where he was pretty crit- critical of uh, the fact that IndyCar have they have not upgraded this Delara car in quite some time, and he compared it to like a junior formula car. So that was a bit critical of the car, and that's fair because I mean I would respect what Scott Dixon has to say, uh, but I also saw something today. Uh, about this whole Herta situation, comparing him, like you said, Alex, to, to Max Verstappen and the way he drives. It, there was something of a meme video of why would why wouldn't you want Colton Herta in F one? And, and it was something comparing him to Verstappen. Well, Fernando Alonso accepted. When was the last time a Formula One driver went two hundred and thirty miles an hour? Answer: Never. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the Indy five hundred. Haven't seen it and never going to miss it again. I mean, holy hell, it's it's unreal. Well, yeah, well, look at Grosjean. You'd think if there was such a like, huge disparity between being able to drive an F1 car and drive an Indy car, you'd think like, even Grosjean is like a middling kind of driver with some raw talent could go over there and at least like just mop the floor people. He's like, he doesn't. He's had some good flashes of of brilliance, if you want to call it that, but like some solid races, but he's never even won. <laughs> so it's just like, yeah. is it really? I mean, if you can't, it's, it's clearly not... To me, like I said, IndyCar seems like it's just undervalued yeah. in general. I, I love it. I me know, too. Rob, you love it. I love it, it too. I, I love I'm, it way more than F1. I'm wearing a Colton Herta jersey on air right now. So Jimmy, if Jimmy, that tells Johnson, you Jimmy Johnson for you know transition from Indy to F1. That's my pick. Oh, that's a hot. That's the hottest of takes I've ever heard. Well, well, well here's, a, <laughs> here's a prove me wrong. Back in the 50s, the Indy 500 – was one of the races for the Formula One World Championship. Oh. 
most of the drivers oh. didn't come over and do it, so they just took a zero, but some did. Mm. And you know, oh, even okay. Jimmy Clark came over and, and won, right? So, like, what if that happened? Like, that would be amazing for, for the sport of motor racing as a whole. Yeah, that's – wow. Yeah, that, that would be outstanding. Um, I, let's take a break, fellas. Uh, Alex, I thank you so much for joining us for the first time. What a segment. About 45 minutes in. Holy hell. No, it's been awesome. I appreciate it. It's great to talk to you guys. It's been fun racing with you guys over the years, and hopefully we'll keep racing. Let's get that shot. As Bradley would say, let's get that shot in the arm. Let's get out there on iRacing together. Can't wait to see you guys out on the West Coast as well. Hey, Jason Bivens is going to put you in a car, I heard. <laughs> hope I hope we don't die, Jason. I hope we don't die. I, I hope you don't die either. <laughs> or wreck your car. Uh, as long as we have practice laps. <laughs> it's just a car. We want to it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> Alex Matola joining us for the first half of Into the Apex. Uh, coming to us from Nevada. Uh, we'll be right back here on ITA. Don't go anywhere. More Into the Apex is coming up. Tired of getting caught up in the mayhem of Turn 1? So are we. Although we can't protect you from disasters in iRacing, we can protect you and your family from mayhem on the road or at home. The Allstate Javicki Agency proudly protects families in Ohio and Pennsylvania. Give John a call today at 412-561-6239, mention Mad Sim Racing and Into the Apex when calling, to receive a gift card with a qualified quote, no purchase necessary. That's the Allstate Javicki Agency, covering Ohio and Pennsylvania, 412-561-6239. This episode is brought to you by the racing fans at Great Hire HR. Whether you're hiring one employee or 100, Great Hire will let you keep doing what is important, running your business. For more information, visit greathirehr.com. You've just achieved your greatest accomplishment as a sim racer. Now what? Don't let it become just another stat you never see. Alien Awards is a service run by and for sim racers, creating clearly printed plaques on solid surfaces, something you can display proudly to mark a major victory and show off your team and sponsors. Whether you're an individual driver looking to create a memory or a league owner looking to take your season to the next level, Alien Awards can help. These are quality awards, I know because I've won one. There are no setup or design fees, and shipping in the U.S. is free. Take your sim racing career to new heights, visit alienawards.net. This episode is also brought to you by Bad Weather Brewing Company, located in St. Paul, Minnesota. Bad Weather Brewing Company serves up craft beers such as the Fog of War Hazy IPA or the Immortal Toast Infused White Stout, and some of the best design cans you'll see, by the way. For the tap list and to grab your mug, visit badweatherbrewery.com. This episode of Into the Apex is brought to you by our partners at Track Racer. Since 2008, Track Racer has been designing and pioneering the best value, high-end gaming platforms and accessories. Track Racer products are made from the highest quality materials that offer unsurpassed durability. Track Racer is supported by recognizable names such as Haley Deegan, Ross Chastain, Alex Pillow, and Alpine F1 team. Check them out through the link on our website, intotheapex.com, and support the show today.
right, we're back on Into the Apex. And uh, Jason is hanging around, but he's going to basically listen. I think they're grilling some steaks out there in Nevada now, trackside at Mountain Spring, or Spring Mountain, rather. Uh, and listening in to what we've got in the second half of the show, Rob sticks here with us. And we welcome in on the fourth mic, swapping out with Patrick Stein, uh, Dre Divatz, who's been on the show once before from The Wrong Stuff Racing. Uh, Dre, it's we've been trying to get you back for a while now, and we've been trying to match our schedules, and it's just not quite happened. It's good to have you on tonight here in September. It's good to be back, Tyler. Thank you so much for uh, bringing me back in. Yeah, I was. Uh, I know we had a couple times where we could get on, but uh, or you had a space available, but uh, it just uh, sometimes doesn't work out all the time, you know, the way I want it to. So, yep, those the, the Friday night sessions that we do. I mean, it's tricky, but it's good to have you here. Uh, I know we talked the wrong stuff uh, a bit uh, when you first joined us, as well as all sim racing. And uh, it seems like that's taken off. I want to uh, take some time to kind of give some credit and give a sh- give some plugs there because uh, I, I meant to, to race there and I feel like my Tuesdays then went to shit, basically. Uh, but you've got an endurance series starting up that I feel like is uh, very much up our alley. And uh, I want to give you some space to talk about that endurance series that's coming up because I do think we're going to make some of that. Yeah, so I mean, obviously, the end of season one of the multi-class league, the WSRL multi-class league, just finished up. Um, that, like you said, you were supposed to race in. I thought you hated me. I was like, you never <laughs> showed up in that LMP2, man. I but know. it's uh, it was a tough season for those LMP2s, man. That uh, Shane, uh. Shane Larson was just destroying everybody in that class. So he's going to have a little bit more uh, competition coming up in season two, which is going to be starting uh, September 20th. But then the big one is me and Will working on this endurance league. Uh, that's going to be starting on 25th, September 25th, and that's going to be uh, on Sunday mornings, I think, 8, 10 start time uh, central. Uh, that's going to be fun. It's actually three different classes. We're going to be running LMP2, GT3, and GT4, um, and that's almost full as well. It's getting close, and it's actually crazy how how much uh, uh, participation we're getting in this one. Um we are running four-hour races, so it's going to be five total races. The first four are four hours, and the last one is a six-hour. And they'll be, I think, about three weeks apart. So they won't be every week, but they'll be three weeks apart. So, yeah. That's a good That's a good dose of, of that type of racing. And, I mean, the time selection, I, I want to talk about that a bit as purely an iRacing, sim racing topic. Uh, I mean, as somebody based in North America, as we are, uh, that's a good time choice for that uh, because you could kind of capture the international entries uh, and, and we all know that, that Europe basically focuses on road racing whereas in North America you get a huge demographic of stock car and oval racing so it, it's interesting to try to capture that North American time zone in an, a road league yeah you, you're spot on there that's why we picked that time man we wanted to give some international guys a little bit of love because i know a lot of them wanted to race in our the tuesday night uh the multi-class league but just you know eight o'clock at night central is not going to work for a couple of these and now i mean we do have some guys that'll push through and even our broadcaster who is from the uk uh stays up and, and broadcasts for us <laughs> wow. which is awesome because i love his energy that he brings but uh <laughs> yeah man we are super excited it's a lot of damn work i'll say that man like yeah. running now two leagues and we also have an indie league coming up 
Um, jeez, like I'm not running it. I've I've, I've given it to the to a couple yeah. guys that wanted to start. I'm like, you guys do, you guys do it. I I can only handle. I can barely handle the first, you know, multi class league, but. Mm. Durance one will be fun, and I'm actually going to be racing in both of ours. So this time, because I haven't raced in any of them, I, I certainly hope to make this endurance league. I'm I'm all over endurance racing and kind of spaced out racing. We've talked on the show before. I, I don't know if Rob, if you're in here, he may not be. He's kind of back and forth tonight. But uh, we've talked a bit about trying to balance. I feel like a few episodes ago we kind of talked about it, balancing that league schedule, that weekly schedule, and you see so many things on a night to night basis that you. Uh, want to do it looks so appealing and then you maybe your eyes get bigger than your stomach you sign up and uh, and then your schedule basically screws you out of it Uh, that's kind of what happened to me in this tuesday night deal Uh, i didn't have anything on tuesdays over the summer but then my it's basically eyes bigger than the stomach i I didn't i ultimately the the schedule didn't work i was wrong but i god i wanted to race it so bad i wanted i feel like i neglect lmp2 I feel like my LMP2 time comes for the Daytona 24, and then I never drive the thing. But during that that period for the Daytona 24, I love the LMP2. I mean, that's kind of, you know, I'm feeling the same way just to go back a little bit on you talking about, you know, eyes, you know, bigger than your stomach a little bit. But, like, it's it's just so much work. But even with the LMP2s, like, I, all the, my whole team's like, drive LMP2, drive it. I, no. I don't have time to practice. Yeah. And, you know, it's like I will hopefully soon. Um, just real life stuff, you know, taking over. But hopefully, I mean, I I feel comfortable in, in the GT3, so let's stick there. I feel like iRacing's kind of made that made it that way. We talked a bit in the first half about what iRacing is beefing up. Uh, first, it was the GT3s, and they've done a good job of that. They focus on that tire model. Uh, lately, it seems like the TCRs we've gotten that to be beefed up a bit. And we were talking about in the first half that we we really want uh, now the prototypes, the GTPs, the LMDHs. That's what they need to give us next. And and we've really been neglected in that department. I just want to. I just want the the Lexus GT3. Can I just get that? I don't care about anything else. Give me that. I feel like the the iRacing conspiracy theorists online think that with every build we're going to get the Aston Martin <laughs> GT3. Right. <laughs> right. That seems like that's, that's the way so it goes. True. That's because so we true. got the G- we got the GT4, it was like they they got a little taste. So next, we're going to get the Aston Martin GT3, and then what do they give us? They give us a standalone car that is a, a fully electric Porsche. We've we talked about it a bit in preview last week. It's out now. I've not bought it. Have you bought it yet? The, I, the new Porsche? No, I haven't. Be honest with you, <laughs> I haven't touched. I haven't touched iRacing in, in a yeah, bit. Me, that that's how busy I've been. That's what sucks. I, yeah. I mean, with the league, it's like. I'm running a racing league, but not even racing or touching the car. I was really excited though when they came out with that that electric Porsche. Uh, I'm actually I, w- I was like, dude, I should just make a league out of it. I'm like, we're gonna stop, stop, stop. No, no, I'm not. I'm not going to. <laughs> but it feels it looks like a fun car to drive. I, I feel like it's a good good call. I mean, I haven't bought it yet. I thought I would buy it when I first saw the promos, uh, but we've got. I've read through some feedback on on it since it came out, and uh, everybody says the sound. Uh, in headphones or what what have you is so insufferable it's so high pitched that it, it makes your ears bleed oh no uh, so it's that's completely turned me off of it man I, I, mean, I wasn't give it a whirl though i want to hear what it sounds like i've heard the same thing about like people are hating how it sounds but i did hear that the new there's a new track new road course track that people are re- kind of liking too 
the two road courses do look interesting. I, I know one is free, one is built in, mm-hmm. and one will have to be purchased. And uh, they both look good to me. So the, uh, in this build, that's what I'm excited for: these two road courses, uh, not the car. I was it's not the Porsche. I was ex- I was gonna switch the tracks. I was like, if you guys like this track so much, like let's put it in the let's put it in the season. And they were like, <clears throat> it's too narrow, you know, especially when you're running. You know, season one has 57 registries this year or this season, which is a lot. And you know, the LMP2s they kind of mess everything up. So, <laughs> well, when you, when you host a league, you get a little bit of pickiness. You get a little bit of personality from every angle. Uh, we all kind of have seen that. And uh, you have to kind of try to please everybody, and you learn that that's impossible. You can't please everybody. We've learned uh, we ain't go- we're not going to. We're, we're just going to do our thing, and if you like it, you know, thanks for staying. And if you don't like it, you know, uh, sorry. <laughs> but we're, yeah. we're not going to be able to please everybody. But it, honestly, uh, it's been really good, uh, really, really good. We, we had a couple, you know, um, bad apples that we had to uh, kind of tell off one. We're going to let back in. He apologizes for being a little crazy, but <laughs> he went nuts. I was like, what the hell dude? Like this is road rage. Like, road rage is legit. in I racing. They don't like, they don't like the steward decision. And he just goes absolutely nuts. And I am like, <laughs> don't, t- don't want to tell you. I mean, I'm paying professionals to, you know, do the steward. Yeah. You know, I trust, I trust what they're doing. I don't want to get involved because I don't want, I don't know how to steward. I'll, I'll screw it up. Totally. So, <laughs> I mean, it's stressful. You you get people so irate over something that I mean, th- it means a lot to them. I appreciate it. It means a lot to me when I'm in uh, a special event or some kind of competition that I've put a lot of practice into. That's a nice aspect of of what we all do in sim racing. But geez, it could be a stressful aspect of what should be a hobby. Oh, 100%. And I get mad too. We all do. I mean, obviously, the tempers flare. We, you know, we put a lot of time and, and effort into this, you know, so we want to do well. Uh, but I never have afterwards going out, you know, going after somebody or didn't like a steward decision. If I was in another league, it's like I just take it and move on, you know. What, what is that yeah. going to help, you know? Yeah, you take your hit. I mean, that's hard. I've, I can certainly say that I've been, I've, I've seen red and I've gotten hot headed. Not wanting to admit a mistake, but when you step away, you mean we all make mistakes. We all get a little over aggressive mm-hmm. uh, in some of these races. Yeah, one hundred percent. You get cocky, and yeah, it happens. I'm not cocky. I'm slow, so <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely not cocky. But, uh, unless I'm at Watkins for some reason, I'm stupid fast yeah. there. Don't know why. <laughs> Just really yeah. fast there. That that's me at say Road America, Road Atlanta. I seem to be pretty quick there, and. Then you get you seem to I, I get a sense of entitlement. I have to recognize it myself <laughs> that that I need to make my I need to carve my way through this field. And if you stand in my way, then I will end you. That's 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 the way I look at it. <laughs> There's a couple drivers that are on our team that that run that way. He's you you better get get out of his way or he'll make you. He's very <laughs> aggressive. He's very fast, but we've had to you know calm him down, especially in the endurance races, because if he can just Keep the car together. He's just so good. Some of you got a couple guys that are just that good. And it's it's crazy, but it's. Uh, I mean, the Sam. It's I don't know. It, it's the gift that keeps on giving for for a lot of us. I mean, it, it continues to scratch that itch. Uh, we spent the first half of the show talking to Alex and Jason, two guys that have spent time on uh, a real track and real cars, and they kind of carve up their time between that and sim racing, which is i racing, and. Um, and then you have 
people in our position where at least my position, Bradley and I, who's Bradley's not here, but um, we try, we're trying to springboard from sim racing into physical racing and trying to do that with some kind of advantage. And uh, I, I see Jason looking into his camera. I, I think he's listening now. But I, I want the. I he mean, looks eager. He out, looks eager to say something. We saw it out <laughs> in that first half. I want that. I want that uh, validation that my sim racing will springboard me into the physical realm. You're right. Yeah, I'm, I'm back. Sorry. I, I have a, some amazing hosts, and you know, it's a really cool evening out here in in Pahrump, Nevada. I just like saying Pahrump. I think it's like ah. a really fun word. I don't know. Um, Pahrump. Harump, yeah, similar. There, there are so I think Harump has maybe uh, five thousand people. I don't know. I'm probably doing them a disservice. It's a <laughs> it's a town in Nevada. They have like eight fireworks stores. They have more fireworks stores than they have gas stations. It's amazing. Sounds like South Carolina. Yeah, because they're super illegal in Southern Cal- in California. So it's always a uh, everything. Everything's illegal in California. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Yeah. Unless, it's, unless it's weed, then everything we're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Forest fires. Yeah. No, no, but you're I mean, it's gonna happen for you, Tyler. And and you guys have already gotten that taste with I think it's really cool you did the high performance go-karts, right? Because there is like that that small level where it's like, oh, I'm next to a 12-year-old team. It's like uh, <laughs> I'm overtaking a 12-year-old like I'm an LMP too. <laughs> exactly. I mean that's that's exactly. legit how it felt. Right. But the faster ones, you know, when, when you get into those, you know, those bigger CC motors and everything, it's, it's legit. It's, it's fun. And, and you are, you know, learning to apex and you're breaking, you know, and really, okay. Uh, this lap, I'm going to try to break a little deeper and, and, you know, it's just this learning process. That's true. Yeah. It's go around the track. So th- that's what it is, but, but it is a big difference. And there's just so much more feel. There's so much more feedback in the real car. And I know they, they're trying to simulate that with the the base kickers and, and all that, which is really cool. And I, I'd like to experience that. I, I haven't been in a sim, like a really modded out sim, and I would like to experience that. Uh, I know Rob. I don't know if you're there, Rob. I know Rob's in the studio, but I think he's enjoying his wine. But I know Rob has base shakers uh, in his personal rig. Uh, I have felt base shakers at the uh, track at Asheville uh, commercial rigs. And uh, there's Rob. Rob's back. Talk about the base shaker, Rob. I mean, Jason brings it up. The it's, base shaker, what does it bring to what you do? It just gives you a certain tactile feedback, like a certain other connection to the road that you just – otherwise you're relying purely on force feedback for so you can go as complex as you want. Like I got a single one to simulate a few different things, but like you can get people running like four different ones, right? And they're using sim labs to really do a whole, not only like the, t- the, t- the you know, slip angle on their tires and stuff like that, but they're also doing a couple other things. Like they're, it could just be like, like for me, it's more just the immersion effect. I feel a few bumps, yeah. the engine, stuff like that. It does. I, it I, does give it a really good feel. I'll give it that. I do run like a one butt kicker, and I'm hoping oh, to yeah. run. I want to run four because then you can, like you said in Sim Hub, we can really 
ch- uh, set the settings for each wheel, right? So like when that right front locks up, it just gives you that feedback in that front right. So there's a lot of things in Sibhub that you can do with those with those base kickers. But uh, I, I love mine. I'm not running it right now because I've kind of switched rigs and I'm building a new aluminum profile rig. I'm building a whole new gaming room. So yeah. um, waiting to, waiting to get that going. I like the sound of that. Me too, man. Uh, Thanks to my wife I, letting me do it. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, like I said, we've we've talked about Bradley and I talked about the base the base shaking system that the track and Nashville had in the advanced rigs at their sim racing center. That was our own, one and only exposure to that, but uh, it, it did make a difference. I, I mean, we we were racing on R Factor Two, which is not quite our sim of choice. So I would love to have that sensation in iRacing, which is something that we know so well. Um, but I felt like it, I mean, even in our factor, being first-timers to it, to some different tracks and cars, uh, as you took corners, as you kind of presumably would feel G-forces or some kind of sensation in your buttocks, Rob, uh, uh, you felt it in your buttocks at, uh, at the track at Asheville. And uh, it didn't help us, but maybe it would help us in iRacing. If you enjoy your butt being shaken. I know more info. Happens. The more info you get, the it can't hurt you in a sense. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm trying to just say that Rob likes his butt manipulated, but nevertheless. <laughs> Jason's muted, but uh, he's enjoying that. He's enjoying the sentiment. He's Jason's enjoying the sentiment. That's a lie. He's of, disapproving. Of Rob's buttocks being manipulated by I really by need to, I really need to get a good set of headphones I apologize you guys <laughs> <laughs> I like, you, you heard it. I like to see there's other people in the room yeah you're you're dealing with a lot of background noise we understand that no but it was you're great in- earlier because uh Kim was over here slicing potatoes and just making this beautiful dinner while Alex was talking it was like it was amazing it was very that, I mean that, that was solid I mean, the atmosphere that you have there being trackside has got to be amazing. Uh, I know that Jason and Alex were on a laptop, so they didn't have headphones or any or monitors. So we'll grant that. <laughs> but uh, it's good to be able to hear from somebody that is literally at a racing resort. I mean, I'm, I'm, my jealousy is is leaking through. No, it it is a really special place, and and, and you know, I'm very. I'm privileged to be here and again, but how cool it's through our team. You know, that's how I met the yeah. gents and, and uh, you know, apparently they, they, they tolerate me and, uh, <laughs> and so they, they, you know, don't mind having me out. It's a really neat facility and, and uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm very, close. whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Jason from Nevada. Sorry. Yeah, no. Yeah, fortunate to be out here. It's just it's it's quite a journey and uh, a neat facility. They have one um, in California too called Thermal, in which is out by Pass Palm Springs or something. And oh. uh, it's interesting. It's a, it's a whole it's a whole different uh, situation world of of these uh, racer guys. And, and I saw some beautiful cars today. So they have radicals in iRacing. There's several. Yes. Uh, there's many radicals out here, and they do a radical cup. And I'll, I'll try to um, send you some of the Instagram pages later. Um, of you know, you know, they do like a members cup, and and these radicals are just beautiful, amazing cars. Although I was looking at it, and the first thing I saw was like, I don't want to be, 
I don't want to be exposed when I'm, uh, you know, racing actually wheel to wheel with other people. It looks, it looks uh, intense, but they're beautiful cars. Really radical really. racing's unreal. I've never seen it live, but I know in the sim, oh. and just watching it like videos, it's unreal. Oh, Rob, I got to, I got a taste of it at Barber Motorsport Park for the IndyCar. They were supporting it. Yeah, yeah, they sound lovely. They sound lovely. It's a fun car and sim too, man. That thing, yeah. that thing's a blast to drive. It's it's tough, but it's it's fun. There's another uh, sim racer going to race in a radical cup over across. Oh, uh, yes, I like it. I've yet to purchase the new radical. Admittedly, I bought it and just drove around for like twenty oh, minutes, and it's fun. <laughs> but it was fun. I, I enjoyed it. Definitely worth it, the money. It looks fun. Some some so there were two choices uh, at my nearest motorsport experience uh, course, uh, VIR. I could choose Formula Four or uh, Radical, and I'm Ooh. I'm truly on the fence were I to ever do it, uh, which I would pick Radical or Formula Four. Man, I mean, I've obviously I haven't driven either one. Man, that'd be uh, I I don't think go wrong. <laughs> can you go wrong? Really? I I don't think I can. I don't think you can. I, I don't. I feel like if I get the radical, at least I won't tear the uh, the tire off to an extent. <laughs> True. I, I don't know. Uh, do I want to feel like I'm a Formula One driver, or do I want to feel like I'm a prototype driver? Right. Kind of there you now. go. There you go. Yeah. Well, speaking of kind of real racing, me and my buddy of mine we were thinking of this year, maybe the beginning of, or sorry, the beginning of next year is buying a a cart. And actually getting into some actual kart racing and some series and stuff around the Midwest. So mm. that might come to fruition. We'll see. Um, next year's, uh, you know, you never know what's going to happen. So, <laughs> that, I mean, that feels like the theme of this this episode tonight, which is sim racers to real racers to sim racers to real racers. Where does the line blur? Uh, because you love racing. You're going to basically pay attention to where your resources can take your racing well it's physically it's, or otherwise it's funny so the guy who was who was battling um for first place in our in the first season of the wsrl he was just a couple points behind of shane larson and ended up missing the last two weeks because he was actually like practicing with the the, the usf 2000s is that what the What's that? Um, yeah, is that what it's okay? Yeah, well, he's, USF two thousands or is the Indy Pro two thousands too? Okay, yeah, this, but he was out actually doing real racing, so he he missed his chance to to beat beat Shane. He was the only guy that could have a chance, but it's cool for him to be out there and, and seeing some guys just in this league being able to do some real racing too. So that's fun. Yeah, the I mean the F four. I feel like F four is taken over in i racing. The Road to Indy series, I mean, they don't have any lights, but uh, USF 2000, Indy Pro 2000, uh, I, I feel like the F4 is the top one. Yeah. Uh, I know the Madsen Racing Road Challenge series, that's our support series now. Uh, we did a little spring season with that car. Uh, it's fun with the Halo. The Halo feels realistic to have at this point. Yeah, no, I agree. The F4 reminds me of the Indy Lights car. Like when we saw it in Nashville. Really? I was like, that's what I saw it. The first thing I thought of was the the iRacing F4, whatever you want to call it. Really? Yeah. They, they look pretty, they just have a similar look to them. It, is Dre over by uh, Jerry? No. He is. Yes. St. Louis. Cool. Oh, that's right. Jerry is out this way, isn't he? I was born in Missouri. Uh, Are you serious? Yeah. yeah he told us this before. 
I don't remember that. Nice stories in Daytona, I remember it. Well, okay, not on a podcast. Was this, then. Was this in the hot tub? No, it was on the podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> How many times the hot, the hot tub been mentioned? Uh, <laughs> we had a good Jason. We had a good time in the hot tub at Daytona. Oh. Uh, I mean, not too good of a time, but a but, good time. Yes. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Moving right along. Rob, calm down. Yeah, Rob, moving on. Down. Moving on. I kind of feel, I um, I kind of joked to Jerry. I was like, hey, you know, I think I want to park the Lemons car over there. Because I think he has a, doesn't he have multiple garages? He's got like a compound. I don't know. Is there an Isaac's compound over there? I think there might like be that yeah. might be a good central location to keep. He he is in ITA, fact working on a muscle car, ITA race car. Yeah, yeah. So I so the end of the Apex Champ car. Uh, yes, Ch- yes. the Chump Chump car. Yeah, all of the. Above. <laughs> we are we are going physical racing. There will be an into the Apex podcast. Well, let's say this: there will be a a another car with into the Apex on it because Spencer Pompelli and Andy Ladley and Derek DeBoer piloted the end of the apex decaled porsche gt4 in the indianapolis eight hours last year oh that's so actually really cool man awesome. let's not forget that that uh, the end of the apex podcast logo was on a a porsche gt4 in the gt america intercontinental gt eight hours of indianapolis in 2021 slap uh, into the apex sticker on a bmw take it out to the 24-hour lemons oh yeah <laughs> In, in the case, I'd be in. in. Case, I'd be in if uh, anybody wanted to put a car together. I, I'd I'd get in. I'd get involved in that. Jason Jason has a, a Volkswagen Jetta ready to go. Let's go. Let's yeah, do it. Man. The key is that you've got to have somebody that is willing to wrench because I I'm, <laughs> I'm willing, but I but I don't know what I'm doing. I've got uh, a wrench. I've got a wrench guy. We're okay. That's yeah. I, I, I can't wrench. You, you, I, can I can like the, clean the headlights and pit stops. <laughs> Rob, I can change it. You and I me, can change Rob. Flat tire. Yeah. yeah, yeah, one headlight each. <laughs> I, I wish I uh, I had this moment alone in the garage today. So so um, Alex has you know he's got his own garage in pit lane as well, right? And it's a two car pit two car garage and. I'm here trying to fuel the car by myself. We just had a fuel, a new fuel cell put in and has like a quick fuel little, you know, entry, like stab this fuel jug in. It's supposed to be super cool. And so this is the first time I'm going to use it after it, it got all together. <laughs> and I stab it in and just a fountain of gas goes everywhere. <laughs> oh, no. And it's all over me. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is not – but this is racing, like – this is the stuff you have to figure out before you even to do lemons. You've got to test. You've got to. You've got to. You know, see like simple things like that. Refueling the car are all really vital. And so I call Alex. He's at his house over here, and I'm like, Alex, my quick fuel stuff is not working. You need to bring me up. <laughs> so he rolls up in his Janetta, about to go on the track, and he just throws the funnel at me. And, he's like, <laughs> and so then. I, in one hand, I'm holding a funnel. The other hand, I'm holding a five-gallon jug. And the fuel point's kind of high up on the car. And I'm just, I'm doing this. And it's, it was a mess. So I got about four, <laughs> I got about four gallons in the car. And I'm like, fuck it, I'm going. He's already out on the track. I'm like, 
if I run out of gas, I run out of gas. Like it doesn't. I, at this point, I need to get out. Fortunately, I, I had I had spilled all the gas on my street clothes, so I I put my racing I put my suit on without gas on it. <laughs> Those are the little things that happen where you, like you just have. It's a lot of trial and error. It's a lot of um, you know, just six, a lot of a lot of brake pads and <laughs> well, rotors. I heard the as well. Fun lap as you drove by. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it was fucking <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> oh, it's an, it's an adventure. It, it really is. But so you just have to, you know, be willing to learn. And and I am. And I and I've had some some really great people that are, you know, willing to teach you. That is what what's cool about the motorsport community. You know, by and large, the the next guy is actually really helpful. You know, there's just like any space in life, there's douchebags. <laughs> but by and large, the motorsports people, like they're very helpful. They're like, cool, you know, yeah, I, I'll let you borrow that tool. Or, you know, this is how I fix that problem on my car. That's been my experience. And, and again, one of the reasons I, you know, talk about lemons to you guys, like if you need, like you could go find ball bearings from somebody, you could go find a freaking transmission from somebody like on Saturday night so that your car can run Sunday morning. So it's pretty cool. I, I love to hear that though. Everybody's out helping each other and just uh, trying to get those cars to the end. Cause I know, you know, what was it? I think they have to be under a couple hundred, you know, whatever, a certain uh, price point or whatever, you know, with everything in it. So it's really nice to, to hear that, that you get a little love out there on the track and people helping out. Just, just to reiterate, Alex is not helpful. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like everybody speaks that language, and that that's what's important to it—the whole thing. Uh, between, I mean, anybody that would be on sim racing, dedicating that time to what we do, speaks that language. Yeah, one hundred percent. You know, we all know car is a is a language, man. It's just car. Yeah. Like my my wife will. It's really funny how I can associate what everybody drives to who it is and they're like oh you know who's and whose husband i'm like oh the guy who drives this <laughs> she's like oh yeah how yeah. do you know that i'm like well, that's how i just how i associate people with things you know so it's it's really funny but yeah that's uh, a language right <laughs> i mean i get i get comments on folks that have seen me in the sim rig that i tr- i set up in the sim rig for the first time to try to show it off and give them that experience uh, will comment that they notice that I'm in the real in my real car or a real car on curvy back roads, holding my steering wheel like a formula wheel. I mean, we we're, we're trying to get it in any way we can. That's right, man. Absolutely. I'll you know I'll I'll, I'll do the paddle shifters on the Camry when I can. <laughs> you know. Yeah, no doubt. I will. You know, my wife ain't gonna do it, so let me let me let me let me put you- some work in on it. Yeah, you, you're trying to get the fix where you can, when you can, mm-hmm. and, and it does translate. I feel like it, it does translate. Yeah, 100%. Uh, you guys talking about all I heard was trying, trying to get it in. Well, I mean, Rob, that's we, why you, we are That's why you're right in. back in here. You heard that. Like, I'm in. Oh, in. I have something to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's, Friday. It's, it's Friday night, Rob. The show's almost over. What do you want to get in, sir? That's wine into me, first of all. Rob is enjoying his wine. Uh, I think what, we're all what are you drinking, everything. Rob? What kind of wine? Yeah, what do you got? A Carmenere. Proper 12. From Irish Chile. Oh, my God. Say it again, Rob. What? A car- 
Kermanier, I think. Something like that. Comrade? That? <laughs> you can no. call, just call me a commie. Yeah. Jay has buffalo Hugo, traits. Hugo Chavez Vineyards? What? <laughs> 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 wrong wrong I country. I know I know my countries, guys. I was it was yeah. for the sake of humor. <laughs> so I'll, are we wrapping up? I have like a really good, in, although indeed, indeed we are a- wrapping up. Alex is pushing it on me, but I'm still going to give him a compliment, even though he's kind of being, you know, a little pushy, but I'm his guest. So yeah, I'm his guest, but he, did, <laughs> he gave you guys an awesome compliment. So he was on with Rob and Patrick and Patrick's, uh, I don't know, Patrick, we lost Patrick, but Tyler and T- Tyler. Yes. <laughs> I know who the third person was, but he he gave what I think is one of the best compliments uh, someone can give someone else. He's like, I would love to have a drink with those guys. They seem like so much fun. And I'm like, absolutely, you will. I've had drinks with them. Like, that's one of the best compliments you can get, right? That's a I, I believe beer it. with. Agreed, 100%. If you're going to say, I want to have a beer with that guy, that's a huge compliment. Well, I think that's a good way to close out episode. this episode uh, 102. Uh, cheers, everybody. Dre Devots joining us from the wrong, wrong Stuff Racing. Check out that league and team. Uh, Jason Bivens, Alex Matola. Alex can come back anytime. Rob, Patrick, Tyler. Let's close this episode out. Raise our glasses, everybody. Cheers to episode 102. We'll catch you next week. Thanks, everybody for this outstanding episode. You've been listening to Into the Apex from Mad Jim Racing Media. Check out the show's upcoming road trips and join the community at intotheapex.com. 